Everything that happened before the video went to publish is focusing on those inputs. So what I would focus on if you're stuck in this paralysis of just looking at the analytics and are not where you want them to be is are you doing enough on the input side and what can you control around that? Welcome to the Creator CEO, where we unravel the business behind the content. We hear from creators, the people behind them and the systems that they've built. All right, welcome back to the Creator CEO, where we go behind the scenes on the business of content. And this topic is something that's really prevalent at the beginning of the year. And I've had it in a bunch of conversations and one-on-ones I've had with creators, which is you were over the holidays thinking about how you're going to crush 2024 and you hit the ground running. You may have even done a bunch of stuff over the holidays, getting ready for the year starting. And then that like that honeymoon phase for the first two, three weeks is starting to wrap up and you're not got that same like energy or excitement that you had. And you're just feeling like you're back on that hamster wheel. You're feeling a little bit like, ah, oh, it's just so hard to make content. And you'll have heard this time and time again. This is like the age old wisdom. Um, and it feels like we're kind of beating it over the head, which is you got to stay consistent with producing content. And that advice is all like fine and, and whatever. But when you're actually in it and you're trying to make the content, it can be super hard to like even listen to that um, and kind of pep talk yourself into creating the content. So with today's pod, I wanted to dive into a couple of the pitfalls that come up. We feel like we're struggling to create content. And I feel like this and other creators I, I spoke with that have millions of, of, of followers and are generating tens of millions of views a month also face the same thing and ways that you can actually overcome it. And I'll share some stories as well. So the really important part of this is recognizing what one of the pitfalls you're in that's getting in the way of you being consistent. Uh, it's never one thing. It's always uh, maybe a couple of these things. So I'm going to go through them, the common ones that I've seen, and I'm sure at least one of these is going to apply to you. And my hope is that by the end of this episode, you're clear on which one that is, and you have the tools you need to kind of move through it and build that consistency again, and that you're motivated just to go crush uh, creating content. So, so the first big trap that can have us falling into being inconsistent is obsessing over analytics and numbers and just really tunnel visioning on it. This is especially true if you're already got a bit of momentum on your channel and you're really looking at the analytics quite frequently, you can have tunnel on them too much so that when they dip or they dip consistently over a period of time, let's just talk at the beginning of the year, you get these ideas for the videos, you know, week after week, you're, you're putting out two videos a week and they're just not hitting the numbers that you expected. And you're feeling pretty burned out creatively. This can really create a negative cycle because you're like, oh, again, this, I don't want to do this. And you're focusing on, um, the number's not hitting it. And this is very typical. Everyone goes through this where you're very outcome focused. You know, you really want a certain number of views. And there's a real danger there is that we index heavily on the, the quantity of views that we're getting on our content rather than the, the quality of the views. So an example of this might be when you're trying a new content series at the beginning of the year, indexing solely on views on the content rather than like, for example, what's the, the comments of the um, the video is saying, what feedback are you getting from folks that are more returning viewers rather than a net new audience? And just kind of vibe check, like, is this content resonating? Is it not resonating? And getting a feel for that rather than just indexing solely on the numbers. Another big trap is when we solely focus on the output, which is like the number of views the content's getting and not enough on the input itself. So am I, like, I commit to doing, you know, two, three videos a week. Am I actually able to create those three videos a week? Is each of those videos getting the same amount of attention? Am I spending enough time researching the video that I'm creating? Am I spending enough time to script 
out some of the video? Am I spending enough time to actually record the video, enough time in post, and really focusing on everything that happened before the video went to publish is focusing on those inputs. That can be a lot more empowering because you then can control that, right? Like you can't control when it hits the algorithm and it goes out there and it's getting distributed to hopefully new folks. You can't really control that part, but what you can control is the input. If you're stuck in this like paralysis of just looking at the analytics and they're not where you want them to be, is are you doing enough on the input side, on the, the pre-production and the production side? And what can you control around that? And you, as this goes on, like even when you start winning, even when your analytics are up and to the right, you really have to balance the um, obsessing over the numbers with the actual process that you're in. Because even when you're crushing, if you're so fixated on like, okay, the next level, the next level, the next level, you kind of lose what, what it's all about, which is the process and the journey that you're in and the process of learning and getting better. So don't lose sight of that when you're, when you're in it, that you actually enjoy the process of creating not just the, the results, like the, you know, the views or the dollars that come out the other end. This leads me into another one, um, which can really get in the way of you creating content, which is self-doubt. When we're thinking of a new series that we're excited to do it, but when it comes to actually recording it or scripting it out or, or planning it, that this self-doubt creeps in and we start to question ourselves and our ability. This is especially natural when you're trying something new and it's really where the, the most area of growth is. And if you are trying to grow and do something different, whether that's, you know, get more views or, or, or refine your skills, it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable. If it's not, you're probably not trying enough. And if you don't have a little bit of doubt, you're probably not stretching yourself enough in that area. It is totally fine not to be confident when you're doing something new. You build confidence by doing the thing and gaining experience and then confidence starts to come. It's unreasonable to assume that you will be confident right away when you've never done this thing before. In fact, I would go as far to say is if you are confident in something you've never done before, you're just naive or ignorant. Um, you actually have to build that experience and then will come the confidence. When you're taking on something new, you recognize that that self-doubt is totally normal. You're kind of wandering into the unknown a little bit. You just give yourself the grace to like get the reps in, get more experience. You'll start to slowly build your confidence. And also a, a real hack to this is very tactical. When trying something new is don't make the thing too big that it's very challenging for you to get to that win. If you can try and chunk that thing up into smaller bite-sized bits so you can get a win in different parts of it. You've never um, wrote a script for a video before. The goal might be, okay, I'm going to publish this scripted video and I'm going to put it out there. You can break that down into like 10 different steps and it could start with just narrowing down on the idea. Okay, great. I narrowed down the idea. That's a win, a little bit of confidence. Okay. Now I'm going to research this idea and kind of build out a script for it. Okay. That's a win, you know, and build up your confidence as you go, rather than very binary focused on like, did I publish the thing and kind of getting caught up in that? It's just chunk up the, the work that you're doing at the moment, like to build the skill of running. And a lot of my peers are way ahead of me and running, you know, they're running like, you know, six and a half minute miles for 13 miles. And I'm like nowhere near that. I'm like a, you know, just over 10 minute miles and I can, you know, barely run seven miles, um, which is still pretty good, but it's nowhere near where they are. And I know that I'm just in my process of getting a little bit better, you know, finding out all these little kinks in, in running with breathing or like this, this amount of steps that I make or whatever, and just really honoring where I'm at in that journey and I'm built and like knowing that I'm building the experience every time I go out there, I would just remind yourself of that, that it's totally normal to be, have self-doubt. Um, and you can actually leverage that to, 
to start building little wins, building your confidence up, and that'll give you the experience. So what if you don't actually have any ideas? Like you started the, you started the year and you're just feeling like there's nothing uh, up there. You know, like you sit down to write out some ideas and you just cannot come up with anything. You know, you're just completely creatively blocked. This happens to everyone. Sometimes that we can allow it to just get in the way of um, creating content for longer. And I found in working with creators that there's a really common trap that gets in the way of the creator process, which is you're working too much. You know, you're sitting in front of the computer, you're like trying to will content into existence. And it's just, you're very uninspired. You might even be tired. You're like overworked and nothing just shows up. Nothing that like really lights you up shows up. And that's where I actually advocate that you um, get away from the computer. Go do something completely different. Like go outside, go for a walk, go read a fiction book. I don't go to the gym, whatever, like find something else to do that is completely unrelated to the act of creating content so that you can give your, your brain space away from actually working on content. A, a guy that does this really, really well is a guy called Mr. Rough Waffles, Milo, you know, almost 2 million subs. And he's the most extreme example that I've found is that for him to become creatively inspired, he'll take three months off at the end of the year and go skiing. And he's been on this, you know, creating content for a decade now. So for him, like he needs that creative break so he can come back and be energized and really start um, coming with new ideas and, and being consistent with content. And in a Microsoft example, just in a day, sitting for 12 hours has diminishing returns and you need to get up, you need to you know, move, you need to go find something else. I remember there's a, a kid in college and he was studying physics and he actually found that when he was creating content, he would get a little burned out and he actually found that going and studying physics at university was like a much needed break for his brain to think about, even though it was hard thinking about physics, it was just very different and made him come back to content much fresher. If you're just spending all of your time on content, actually has diminishing returns. And some people will resent the idea that they have to go to work during the day or resent the idea that they have to, you know, go to school, but actually see it as a way that it's giving you a break to kind of get your creative juices flowing. Other ways to, to really hack the process is, you know, take two videos that you really enjoyed watching, should be related to your niche in some, in some way. Take those two videos and then just go, okay, I'm gonna mash these two concepts together. Don't overthink it. Don't try and create the perfect video. Just be glow, okay, what will it look like to put these two things together and do it? And in the process of actually going and doing that, it will help you in the creative process because you'll you'll be in the motion. You'll be moving forward. And you may have remember from a previous episode we did on mindset that action creates clarity. In putting something together, you will start to become inspired, start to come up with ideas, uh, and those those creative juices will start flowing. So just do that. If you're like completely stuck right now. Go research two ideas, bring them together and start working on it. A book by Austin Kleon, it's called Steal Like an Artist. You know, assumption that stealing is, is bad, but most things are not original. Most things are borrowed in some way. They're inspired by um, two ideas, three ideas, four ideas put together, and that then creates something new. But very few things are completely original. And if you put that pressure on yourself to come up with something that is completely unique, you are going to likely become creatively blocked. Uh, so that's another one where um, if you need to unstuck yourself, it's a, an easy way to do it.
Now we come to this one, which is the age old wisdom, which is explaining why it's the, the wrong move to stop creating. So this is like consistency is the key to success. You'll have heard that before. And I want to just break down a little bit of why that is so important, how I've seen it get in creators way and why they've it's ultimately been the deciding factor of whether or not they've succeeded or failed. Um, I've been around the industry now for 14 years at this point, and I have seen thousands of creators on this journey. Um, some of those creators became very successful. Some of those com creators completely quit. Uh, and one of the things I notice is when you are in that process of creating content, um, it's so easy for things in life to come up. It could be that, you know, someone is ill. It could be that you're not feeling great. You got a flu. It could be that you're uninspired. It could be that you have to move. All of these life things will come up and they will tend it's very easy for those things to take you away from the process of creating. And then you basically don't create for two weeks or don't create for three weeks. And then you find it very hard to get back on that horse and you don't have the momentum that you had before. And like, maybe you were creating three videos a week and you're now struggling to make one a week. This kind of compounds month after month to the point where you're like, oh, I just don't create content or I create a video every two, uh, two weeks rather than what I was doing before, which was like every two days. What that does is you're, you're getting, uh, less reps in. So you're learning a lot slower, basically telling yourself this story of like, I'm not good enough. Um, I can't do this. Uh, I'm not made out for this. You start feeding yourself this like negative feedback loop. I'm not cut out. I'm not committed. And, and you come with all this stuff and then you, you start to fall off and then you might take a break for six months. You might take a break for a year and a half. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, that's happened probably in the past to you at, at different levels. Maybe you're in that mode right now. Like you're taking a break and. You're feeling uninspired. The problem with getting off is off the train is you basically reduce the opportunity for you to have those wins and have those lessons. And those are the things that compound over time. I've seen far too many creators stop start over a seven year period. And when I hear them say, Hey, how long have you been creating content? They say, well, you know, I've been streaming for five years now and I've been posting on YouTube for three years. And then you look at their channel you look at their YouTube and it's basically really active one month and then not active for three months and then really active and it's just been on and off. So they haven't really been, they've maybe been streaming or creating content for a year. When you think about it through the lens of how long have they actually been consistent and had discipline around it. And then it's no surprise to me that they haven't been able to get to where their expectations are. A great example of this is um, Stoneman64. Hasn't taken a week off content. The longest he's taken is a week actually off content in 13 years, maybe it's coming up 14 years now of creating content online. The longest he's gone without posting is, is one week. And he felt really bad about that. And this is a guy who's, you know, became a dad. He's moved several times. He's quit a job. He was in college, had a lot going on. And he was able to keep that consistency. And he, he attributes that to the key to his success was being able to maintain that level of discipline and consistency because all of those lessons compound. Opportunities come up that you couldn't even imagine just because you were consistently creating that content. And it also like, you'll see people will fall off at different points in the journey. And the people that are consistent and kind of keep going constantly show up as peers in the industry. And that actually encourages people to want to collaborate. If you see someone who's constantly like, you know, putting in the work, doing the thing, you're like, oh, that's someone I would like to know or, or meet. And then you create an opportunity to collaborate. And that can be another like opportunity to um, create some cool content and maybe even um, like a growth lever for you. But if you, if you, you know, step out of the race for, a couple of months, it can really cause you to lose that momentum. So I hope that's a little bit of primer, like why the consistency matters, both in terms of your psychology and like the opportunities and how learning compounds over time. If you have to dial back the amount that you're doing, that's fine. 
if you are doing three videos or, or four streams a week and you need to go down to two or, or one, whatever, that's okay. But if you completely stop, you're almost starting again from fresh. And that can make it really hard when you have the expectations of where you got to last time or now where you're starting fresh and you have these high expectations. It can be really hard to overcome that. Um, so it's why if you are struggling right now and you're like, oh, I got to stop. If this is truly something you are committed to long-term and you want to make this happen, thinking in like five years, you need to keep at it. You need to build the boundaries, the system around you that makes sure that you can do this for a long time. All right, those last few were like a little bit um, kind of picking you up. Like maybe we're not feeling so great in the creative process or being consistent um, and giving you, you know, ways that you could overcome that. This one is like, I just want to help you enjoy the process of doing this. What I often find gets in the way of us actually enjoying the process of becoming creators is our expectations. We're like, this has to happen in two months or this has to happen in six months or this has to happen in a year. And when we put that constraint on ourselves of like, this has to happen within a certain amount of time, then get really attached to the time frame and the outcome within that time frame, and lose sight of the process of developing a skill, becoming better at um, certain areas of the content creation process. And I think that's one of the biggest hacks to being successful as a creator is finding joy in the process of learning how to create compelling content on social learning how to edit a video, learning how to research a video to, you know, inject energy into, you know, a live stream or whatever it is that you're doing is just finding a way to have a passion and a love for that particular thing. I remember I write um, a weekly newsletter and I remember when I was first writing the newsletter, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to get it out every single week. And the time would come that I blocked off in the week to do it. And I would honestly be like, oh God, I got to write this letter promised I would do it. And I just approached it with this energy that was already kind of negative, right? It was already like, oh, this is a chore. And what I've noticed in building a newsletter over the last few weeks is like, I'm actually, I really enjoy it. Like I love getting better at writing. I really enjoy the craft that goes into creating a newsletter that's worth reading every week. I am kind of falling in love with the process. And that to me has shifted how I relate to writing this weekly email is like, I actually look forward to sitting down, spending the time, figuring out how to get better at communicating through email. And I think for, for you, it's like, where are you in the production process? Where are you looking at it pretty negatively? Like, oh, I got to edit this video or oh, I got to like make this post on social. Whatever part of it that you currently feel like quite heavy around or negative around is how could you flip it and say, oh, I get to be better at this particular aspect. So posting on social and I get to learn how to be better at it. If you flip that, just that subtle shift in how you think about doing that thing, you'll start to find a little bit of joy in the craft in becoming better and mastering it. It's definitely been key for me in so many different parts of my journey as a creator, as an entrepreneur, and even in like my personal health journey as well. It's just finding joy in those things that are awful, um, but like, oh great, I get to work on this and, and, and master it. I think one of the areas that um, people kind of lose the joy of creating content is if you're more of the creative side in creator and less of the CEO side of the creator, is that the business part, um, which is really key, like most successful creators these days treat it like a business. If you, you know, dislike that part of the business side, which is like, you know, being really organized and responsive and structured and like that feels like kind of putting you in a box and you don't like it. If you completely resent it and you resist doing it every single time, 
it's going to get in the way of you being successful. And rather than just approach it like, oh, I get to, you know, I didn't go to business school like maybe this other person did or whatever. I get to just figure this part out and come with a curiosity and just like learning about it. Um, and the same love that you come to the creative process, like can you bring that curiosity to the business side and just start to learn and, and not resent the fact that you have to get back to these, you know, 20 emails in your inbox or these 15 DMs or like coach someone that's moderating your channel, like how to do it effectively or an editor you're working with, like having to give them feedback in a constructive way, like that just feels like a chore to you is just try and find some joy in that, in that it's helping you get further along and where you want to go um, rather than resenting it. All right. So those were five common ways that get in the way of content creators creating content. And like every single day we have that creative block and this is, you know, five key ways that I've seen it show up in the thousand creators that I've worked with my own journey as a creator. Uh, and I hope, you know, one of them just hits you right now and, and helps you. We talked about, you know, really tunneling on the, the analytics, and the numbers and why that can get in the way. The self-doubt that naturally comes up when we're trying something new. When you run out of ideas or you feel stuck, we give key ways that you can get around that and just get, you know, things moving and creating action. We talked about uh, why it's the wrong move to stop creating. And the last point is just making sure that you enjoy the process of actually creating content. Like if we resent different parts of it, it's going to get in the way of us bringing energy or excitement to it. So we'll try and find a way to uh, find joy in those little bits, especially for those of you that are creatives. If there is any um, experiences you've had that have allowed you to overcome you know, slowing down in content or just completely stopping, please share those. I'd love to hear it. I want to end this podcast with like, I have nothing to sell in this podcast. Uh, it's completely for free. But before I do go, I did want to ask that to help us continue to make content like this and make it even better is that you simply follow on Spotify or Apple. If you take two seconds to do that, it really helps us invest more in the pod and, and, and bring on different guests uh, with different expertise to help you in your journey. So please take two seconds to do that. I'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks.